The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Today's edition of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by Anchor.fm, a free distribution service podcasting hosting platform that allows you to record your podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor.fm app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to Neo Reality Collective. We're back again on the news site. Hey, and this time, instead of talking about comic books or anything relating to comic books, we're going to go ahead and do something a little bit different. So, I've noticed I've been talking really, 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 really a lot about comics. So, yeah, we're going to correct that. So, let's get to the gaming industry, because that's certainly not a questionable topic at the moment. Uh, God damn it. So, yeah, it, it's that catches can't, it's that hindsight's 2020 mentality I'm at, because, let, let's be real, the industry kind of sucks at the moment. But, let's tell you about the Game Awards, which still had questionable stuff going on, like the Activision Blizzard stuff going happening. Then they weren't taking a side on that. Then they did, a little bit, but not the side people were hoping for and not the side we're expecting. They were more like, status quo favors, let's do it. So, I didn't really watch the awards. I wasn't interested in watching the live stream. I was just waiting for the stuff to come out on the listings and look at the announced trailers on IGN or other sites on YouTube. But there's a lot. So this will be divided into two parts. There will be a talking about the ones who won the awards and my thoughts on them and also the events that were announced and the games and products. So let's get right into it. For most anticipated game, it was announced that the nominees were Starfield, the sequel to Breath of Wild from Legend of Zelda's universe, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War, Ragnarok, and Elden Ring. Now let's see, Starfield... Yeah, what do you think they're going to choose? Are they going to choose that game? From a company that has lost all manner of of sanity? Or are they going to choose, like, literally anything else? You got Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel being made. And I heard the praise about that, so naturally that should be an easy option. There's also Horizon Forbidden West, which was a pop, which is the sequel to Horizon. And uh, Zero Dawn, I think. I've lost track of the name, but... Yeah, it, it was it was praised by a lot of people. God of War Ragnarok. The sequel to God of War, the reboot, 
semi-reboot. And then there's Elden Ring, the developer being from software, the people who make the incredibly difficult video games that like to kick our ass and make us regret our life choices. And yeah, I knew Starfield wasn't going to win this because, well, who would actually be interested in that? Like, in terms of the idea of it, that's the interesting part, but the developer behind it is the problem, considering what happened with 76 throughout this entire time. So, naturally, it went to... Elden Ring from From Software as most anticipated game. That also has the backing of George R. R. Martin, the Game of Thrones writer. A Game of Thrones, a song of fire and ice. Meanwhile, we got best esports team with Atlanta Phase, Call of Duty, DWG, KIA, League of Legends, Siatnatas Vinsri. If I butchered that, I'm sorry. For CSGO, Team Spirit, Dota 2, and Sentinels for Valiant. I have no opinion on esports. I mean, like, I know a guy who, who does esports because I'm literally his follower on there. And he follows me. And shout out to the Enduring Icon on Twitter. But, uh, yeah, I, I have no opinion on this. So it goes to the CSGO team. Best... Esports game, despite CSGO winning the best esports team, League of Legends won esports game, along with the 2021 League of Legends World Championship match as the best esports event, along with the best esports coach going to Kim Kekeoma Jungin. If I butcher that, I am sorry. Best esports athlete, simple with a one in it instead of an I. Meanwhile, we got Content Creator of the Year going to Dream. Dream. But let's move on from the esports stuff and go to multiplayer and other stuff that is actually gaming. That makes me care. So, best multiplayer game. Back for Blood, It Takes Two, which I'll get to that in a moment about that developer. Company with that game, Knockout City, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, Valium. So, I never played any of these games, so I have no discernive opinion on them. I did hear a lot about Take Two. It takes two because of the name, and I'll get to that because that still pisses me off. But it takes two, one best multiplayer game of the year. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it, man. We're doing it. We're winning at this. And we got best sim strategy game announced for Evil Genius 2, Age of Empires 4, or Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. Well, clearly Microsoft Flight Simulator was going to take all the gold. Not really. It was Age of Empires 4, a game that's been long in the making for people, and it was a great strategy game for many. Along in sports, sports and racing game, we got F1 2021, FIFA 22, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Riders Republic, and Horizon, Forza Horizon 5. And I knew FIFA wasn't going to win because everyone hates EA at the moment. And for, for Horizon 5 has won the... One best sports racing game. Huzzah, ladies and gentlemen. And it takes two. Ooh, Mario Party Superstars. New Pokemon Snap. Super Mario 3D World Plus Browser Fury. 
WarioWare, get it together. We're nominated for Best Family Game. It's Takes Two, one again. Yeah, we're doing it. We're kicking the race. We also got Best Fighting Game with Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles. If I butcher that, I am terribly sorry. Guilty Gear Strive, M Melty Blood, Type Luma, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. So I always, I kept hearing more about Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, but on the grounds of, uh, oh, it's a game that had potential, but it's not Super Smash Brothers since they were trying to get in on the market. And it wasn't like Super Smash Brothers. And now there's a chance the multiverses game that's being made by Warner Brothers and Warner Media, that is going to be the one that is the... <laughs> the one that Nickelodeon tried to do. Meanwhile, for best RPG, we had Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nessus, Shimi Mungai Tensei 5, Tales of Arise, and Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> oh, they really thought Cyberpunk 2077 was going to have a chance. No, no, even, even after all this time, that they, they, they still don't get it. Instead, it went to Tales of Arise for Best RPG. Meanwhile, for Action Adventure, we got Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Psychonauts 2. I played Guardians of the Galaxy and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I liked Rift Apart. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't played Psychonauts 2, and I haven't fully gotten into Resident Evil Village because I, it's hard for me to transition to a Resident Evil game for me. And I never played the Metroid series, save for... Man, I think the last time I played Metroid was back when there was Super Smash... Smash Bro... Super Smash Bros. Wait, was it? Yeah. On the N64, I, I recall that, and, there, and I did play some games of Metroid, but I never really got fully into it. And Metroid Dread was the winner! For best action game, it went to Back for Blood, Silvery 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. Back for Blood, I don't know and I don't care. Silvery 2, no idea. Deathloop, interesting game. Far Cry 6, Ubisoft is evil. Returnal, uh, <laughs> the game that many people had some complaints about, but really I think it was more like, I'd rather have a game that I was complained about instead of whatever Ubisoft had become. So, Returnal won, while Deathloop was kind of in second, I think, for people. Meanwhile, in innovation and accessibility, eat recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience, went to Forza Horizon 5, where it was going to go ahead and have contenders with Guardians of the Galaxy, Rift Apart, The Veil, and Far Cry 6. The Valve, I mean, Shadow of the Crown. And Far Cry 6 is Far Cry because it's Ubisoft, therefore it is not my interest. We also got Best VR AR Game for Hitman 3, I Expect You to Die 2, Lone Echo 2, Resident Evil 4, Sniper Elite, VR, and knowing that Resident Evil is still a popular game with Resident Evil 4 especially, naturally you knew that was going to be the winner. So I'm pretty sure next year is going to have GTA San Andreas have a chance, though. That remaster, that remaster game they made was complete garbage. So, yeah, they might have a chance of losing. 
Meanwhile, for best community support, we got Apex Legends Escape, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Final Fantasy XIV Online, and Fortnite and No Man's Sky. Fortnite I have no care whatsoever in, and I'm pretty sure the people who love that game are going to come after me because they're crazy. Especially when you have people start saying, THE FORTNITE GUY! Not realizing that's depressing when I hear that. There's also Destiny 2 Beyond Light, which I have not, I haven't even played a lot of the Destiny 2 content like at all because I've just lost complete interest. There's Apex Legends, not a fan of Battle Royale games, No Man's Sky. Uh, yeah, it's improved a lot, but really it's Final Fantasy XIV Online that took the victory. Yeah! Especially how they've been crashing their records of player online. And for best mobile game, we got Marvel Future Revolution, League of Legends, Pokemon Unite, Genesha Impact, and Fantasian. If I, I think I butchered that, but I'm sorry. I don't care, honestly, because for best game played on mobile device, it went to Genesha Impact. I honestly thought for sure League of Legends was going to win because, let's be real, it's League of Legends is still popular to people. Even though the developer is kind of questionable these days. For best debut in the indie space, uh, we got Kenya, Bridge of Spirits, Sable, I'm pretty sure the wrestlers going to sue them one day, The Artful Escape, I'll get to the suing part later, The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, and Valheim, it went to none of them, and say went to Kenya, Bridge of Spirits. And for best indie game, same game as well, Kenya, Bridge of Spirits, after defeating 12 Minutes, Death's Door, Loop Hero, and Inscription. For best ongoing game, it went to either Apex Legends, Fortnite, Genition Impact, Warzone of Call of Duty, Final Fantasy XIV Online. Final Fantasy XIV Online took the victory. Yeah, that's awesome. Games for thought-provoking impact with a pro-social message or meaning. We got Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, uh, No Longer Home, A Colorful Tale, or True Colors, Life is Strange. Uh, I only played Life is Strange Two Colors, so I was going to clearly wish for that to win. Everyone! Yay! So, that was fun. We also got for best performance with Erica Mori from Life is Strange. So, if I had to take a wild guess, she was Alex Chen. Chen. So, let's just double check on that, that just to be certain. And just so I don't act up like I'm making myself a fool. Yeah, she says say she was. Yep, Alex Chen, I got it. I'm right, I'm right. Sadly, she did not win. Because despite the competition, we have Deathloop having two nominations. Far Cry, because Ubisoft. And Resident Evil, it went to Maggie Robertson of Resident Evil Village. For best audio design, we had Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. Horizon 5 took the gold for best audio design. Best score music, Deathloop, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Artful Escape, Cyberpunk 2077, and Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. I can't believe I managed to get that right. I'm pronouncing that. I'm calculating the numbers. And I've only played Guardians of the Galaxy, Cyberpunk, and last but not least, uh, uh, yeah, I, I do have Deathloop. I need to play that. 
But Neo Replicant, yeah, I have not played that, and it took all the gold. For best art direction, and for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation, we had Psychonauts 2, Rift Apart, Artful Escape, Kenya, Bridge of Spirits, and Deathloop. Deathloop was gonna win inevitably, eventually. For best narrative, it got Deathloop Takes Two, It Takes Two, Life, Life is Strange True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. Ooh, I was hoping for Life is Strange True Colors and Guardians of the Galaxy to either take the gold. Luckily, I'm winner here. Guardians of the Galaxy won, baby. For best game direction, we had for our awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation. And we got Deathloop takes two. It takes two. Two returnal suckers. Psychonauts 2 and Rift Apart, and it went to Deathloop. And for the nominees of all the Marvels, we had the game of the year. Deathloop Gaming! It Takes Two to Tango Sucker! Metroid Dread! Psychonauts 2! Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart! Resident Evil Village! And in the nomination process, it was decreed by the Game Awards and all their fans that it goes to It Takes Two to Tango the Year. So, yep, It Takes Two took home a lot of the gold, along with Final Fantasy and Fright and Forza. And let's get to the It Takes Two game. Um, yeah, the developer's being sued because Take Two is a monomalous or evil corporation that likes to go ahead and think we own the name Takes Two, even though it's not even used for that term. So they're being sued for infringement. So, uh, yeah, uh, fuck them. Like, oh, oh God, why? <laughs> oh God, why? I don't know how they guess how they would get away with this. They can't be getting away with it. But let's hope they lose. So, so by that logic, they're saying that it takes to Tango Sucker. Basically, they're saying they own that now, and they own the name of the game. It takes two. This is WWE logic here, I hear everybody. When WWE says we own the two sweet hand sign, even though you theoretically shouldn't be able to have that kind of power in the in life, but apparently WWE likes to think they do, and sued someone for taking that for taking their copyright, even though they never cared about it before. They let it happen in WCW, and that was never invented by them, and Kevin Ash even confirmed that it wasn't invented by him. He got it from someone else, who got it from someone else, who learned about it in, histor in historical context, because there, there wasn't a meaning for that. But we're gonna ignore all that, just for the sake of, I am a massive WWE idiot. And I'm gonna sue the pants off the young bucks. Yeah, that didn't work out in the end. But that's all the stuff that was announced for the Game Awards and 2021. But that's not all. That was all the announced winners of the event. Now, after these messages, we're gonna get back to you and talk about the real prize of the show. 
The announcements. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome back, everyone, to Neo Reality Collective. And now let's talk about everything that was announced at the Game Awards. So, as to start things off, to get things smooth and going, Google Play has announced that their games will be brought from mobile games to the PC in 2022, along with Spotify revealing their console gamers' favorite music this year. According to this, it was Doja Cat and Juice World were the most streamed female and male artists respectively, and Polo G's Rap Star was the most listened to song. No idea how that happened. <laughs> But let's finally get this let's get this party started. Evil West gameplay trailer was announced. Flying Wild Hog is the upcoming third-person action game that takes place in the player in player one mission, eradicate the vampiric horde with your lightning-fueled gauntlet and become a Wild West superhero. As as you do. Saw the trailer. Um, yeah, for some reason, this Metal Hellsinger Gods of Metal, I kept thinking more like, can I play, can, I could just go play Doom, right? Like, that's the vibe I kept getting every time when I watched them, when I was trying to watch it and get a feel for it. I just kept thinking Doom. Then we got the alternate history game Steel Rising gets a new cinematic trailer. Steel Rising, a new alternate history set during the French Revolution. In this timeline, King Louis Fourteenth. Wait, the 16th built an army of robots to stop the revolution. A as you do. Vampire Masquerade Blood Hunt announced a free-to-play battle royale game that will be released on PS5 and PC in 2022 of spring. And I was thinking, uh, we're really doing this again. I'm tired of the battle royals. Along with that, Homeworld 3 has been announced for for the fourth quarter of 2022 of the physical year, along with GTF GTFO has left Early Access and become the full version, which is now available. The four-person survival shooter GTFO has officially left Early Access and has become available now to play for, play for everybody. Along with that, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is getting an online multiplayer horror game, and he kills people. Gotcha. Along with that, King of Fires 15 reveals... It reveals Rowan and a second open beta test for PS4 and 5. And it will and will be the second beta. Planet of Lana, an off-earth Odyssey trailer. Okay, here's the thing I'm gonna say when I saw the trailer. I was thinking to myself, oh wow, you ended it like that. Like kids are gonna cry now when they see this. Like when I'm watching it, I'm getting that vibe. It's like journey where you're just walking through the desert and trying to reach the end point but now you have stuff being thrown at you and at the end you're just lying dead in the middle of the desert and it's like oh uh, well how uh, many kids are gonna start crying okay and, and there's this animal trying to wake you up because that's your companion it seems but uh yeah i, I kind of laughed at that because i'm a more of a sick person on that Along with that, we got Somerville trailer showing more of the sci-fi adventure from the creator of Inside. Right? We'll and yeah, I, I don't know much about this game. I, I'm just I wasn't interested when I was watching it. Along with that, we have a uh, Death Mix's roguelike action with workplace comedy. E 
The game's called Have a Nice Death, is a hand-drawn roguelike 2D action game that will release on Steam Early Access in March of 2022. The Kevin game was consulted on by Dead Cells creator, and while its action looks similar, it also has a bit of unexpected workplace comedy twist to it. Then I saw 30 Thirsty Shoot Suitors, an action RPG about skating and dating. I was thinking every time when I was looking at that, I was like, this? This kind of made me think Scott Pilgrim versus the world, but if the girlfriend had to battle all her boyfriends just to move on with her life, I, and I don't know why they did that. <laughs> Babylon's Fall, uh, Platinum Games' next big game that will play will need to ascend and conquer an enemy field Babylon as a Sentinel, a warrior who is bonded with a special equipment known as Gideon Coffin. Sadly, for those who don't have internet connection constantly, it requires constant internet connection. Okay. Ticha released a Windows trailer, a game that is inspired by the new Caledonian, and is one of the new games, one of the games that lets you your soul jump into animals. Okay. PUBG Battlegrounds is going free to play. You mean it wasn't? And Lord of the Rings is gonna have a look, gets a look at the new Lord of the Rings Gollum, the untold story, set for what I think is either next year or late next year, or probably early 2023. And we got Doki 5 Rockstar Rockstar Music Video Extended Cut. Okay. Featured as an in-game dance performance on Rockstar, choreographed was done by One Million Dance Studio. Rumbleverse is a new brawler take on the Battle Royale, and I really did not care. Persona 4 Arena Ultimate Ultimax announced for PS4, Switch, and PC. Another spin-off of Persona 4, and yeah, it's a fighting game. We also got the Zelda like Tunic finally has a release date. Tunic, an upcoming isometric action game that stars an adorable fox. Fox is set for release on March 16, 2022. Destiny 2, the Witch Queen. Uh, take the light back. I have completely lost track of the plot, so I have no idea what's been going on in the Destiny universe. So, sorry about that, everybody. Warhammer Space Marines 2 has been announced. Focus Home Interactive and Saber Interactive officially unveiled the game and shared it that it will star Titus, captain of the Ultramarines and one of the franchise's most iconic characters, after more than a decade. A the Warhammer Space Marine, mean being the last game they had released with it. Dying Light 2, cinematic trailer saws off a terrifying world infested with zombies, which will be in a couple months from now, and with the state of the world, it looks like we're gonna be locked down again because Omicron is kicking our ass. Especially the UK and Germany. <laughs> and Final Fantasy Remake Integrate will finally arrive on PC via the Epic Game Store on December 16, 2021. Tragic. And Integrate was reviewed earlier this year as a PS5 exclusive. In May, it revealed it would have a five, at least an exclusivity for six months. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak Expansion features new hub monsters and a new NPC revealed. Oh, so a new NPC that players will interact with. 
along with Crossfire X coming to Xbox in February 10th. And I was thinking to myself when I heard this, I was like, um, this looks like Call of Duty, but Crisis from Crytek Studios. Like the times where they showed the suit glowing and everything, I was thinking Crytek and Crisis. So, is that a good sign or a bad sign? Tiny Tina's Wonderlands trailer shows how chaotic fantasy action for, set off in the Gearbox Gear, Gearbox's Borderlands universe called Wonderlands. Okay. Uh. <laughs> also, the ex-Bioware developer is set by Inflexion Games, a new studio that's comprised of the ex-developers of Bioware, announced Night Tangle. A new shared world survival crafting game aimed featuring first person combat in a fantastical Victorian setting that will be available in early access on PC in 2022. Along with that, Saints Row is going to have, have their gameplay trailer show off the crazy stunts and more as you try and build and run a criminal empire. Reboot set for August 23rd, 2022. Still thinking when they had since they embraced the madness of the last Saints Row games. They should have just called it Saints Row the Reboot. They still could, but still. Along with that, Among Us is now venting into VR. I showed my sister that and she was excited for it because she loves VR gaming. And I don't know how. Silent Hill Courier announced with the new game Slitterhead. With uh, his first trailer, which looks to be just as horrifying as his previous work. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Also, for some reason, I don't know why this took so long. Another Dune game is being made for 4X real-time strategy. Dune Spice War, set for PC early access 2022. While Jeff Kingley, uh, King, whatever, opens the game awards with the condemnation condemnation of the industry and its current issues. Plague Tale Requiem gets a brand new trailer set for 2022 that reintroduces us to our heroes and teases a bit of a new adventure they will be undertaking. The last game was about infected rice consuming the world, so naturally you're terrified by that. Especially when you remember, um, you know, uh, uh, the bubonic play happened in the past. Also, Telltale Games, under the Skybound banner, has announced with Deck Nine... The developers of Life is Strange True Colors, they're going to have The Expanse, a prequel story to the TV series, since season 6 is on its way and already been released. The final season. The final frontier. Like Star Trek Resurgence, and it's made by Dramatic Labs, including former 20, 20 former Telltale staff announced Star Trek Resurgence. A new game that is being made in collaboration with Viacom CBS. It will be released in PC on consoles in 2022. The story is set after Star Trek The Next Generation, along with the return of Spock. Cuphead, the delicious last course DLC released day has been announced for June 30th, 2022. The new experience will feature a new playable character, Miss Clarence. And it's new levels in the previously undiscovered Inkwell Isle, new weapons, and much more. So I'm pretty sure people are going to be whining and complaining about how it's too difficult. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie trailer came out, and I, I, I just had to check it out just to see how Knuckles looked. 
and Top Tail showed up, and Knuckles is immediately, and people are now all over gushing over Knuckles' voice. Okay, that 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 was a thing. Because the voice actor who plays him is uh, well known for, if I'm correct on this. Uh, oh boy, Knuckles' voice actor. And this music is being made by Tom Hulkenberg, a.k.a. the Justice League guy, a.k.a. Zack Snyder Justice League musician. Yeah. Yeah, but the actor, uh, yeah, er, Idris Elba, yeah, um, it's from, from from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As you just accept that, you you just accept that, along with him playing the mercenary Bloodsport in James Gunn's The Fear the Suicide Squad. So he's a, he's busy. He's busy in many universes, along with an open zone Sonic Adventure game. I don't know what I mean by open road open zone. I would I just say open world. So I'm trying to make it sound different. But Sonic Frontiers is the next Sonic open zone adventure game. And while not much was revealed, we do know that the main locations of the game are called Starfall Islands. Along with a gameplay trailer for Horizon Forbidden West. And Forspoken has a release date for May 24, 2022. Arc Raiders, developed by the X-Dice developers and new game is is a co-op PvE sci-fi shooter developed by Embark Studios, a vibrant sci-fi PvE third-person shooter that features three-player co-op and a heavy focus on teamwork. Furthermore, it will be free to play when it arrives in 2022 on the big new consoles and PC. Hellblade 2 Sinier Saga Giant Siege gameplay trailer which was pretty lengthy, it followed Shinya as she led a charge against a giant while dealing with the many voices in her head because she has mental illness. Which is actually true. Halo, the TV series, we got our first look at the trailer, and... Oh! Oh god, that, that trailer was awesome and beautifully detailed. Along with references to the to the books and everything being made on there. I don't know why they're saying this shouldn't, this isn't canon, which if it isn't, fine. I keep hearing that 343 confirmed that that was that this show is not canon to the main Halo universe, which makes me just think to myself, okay, so let's see if I get this straight. Star uh, DC has a multiverse, Marvel has a multiverse, Star Trek has a multiverse, Halo pretty much has a multiverse now. But it's impossible for Star Wars to have two freaking timelines, or three if we're going to be lucky. And we got first new more gameplay look at Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Despite no release date beyond 2022, ooh, we get to see all four playable characters be in action as they take on the Justice League because they're under the control of what looks to be either Brainiac or someone else. Still saying it's Brainiac because based on the aesthetics and look, Along with that, we got another Elden Ring trailer, Premiere's brand new cinematic story trailer, and they have announced that, yep, it's still looking strong, February 25th, 2022. And 
Alan Wake 2 was officially announced and will be Remedy's first survival horror game, which I'm kind of amazed about. Along with that, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Annie Moss revealed The Matrix Awakens, an Unreal Engine 5 experience. The best part, it's out now free for all PS5 and Xbox Series X owners and S. The experience was that was made in partnership with Epic Games and, well, it teases the potential of the Unreal Engine, number 5. But that's not all we're getting. Wonder Woman is finally getting a game! Oh man, I saw this, so it seems uh, Hippolyta has called Diana back to come back to basically take charge. And yeah, I, I'm excited. It's being made by the people who made Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. Monolith Productions and will star the iconic hero Wonder Woman. I don't know if any other Amazon's going to show up. Please Donald Troy, please Donald Troy, please Donald Troy for God's sakes. While no release date was given, we did get a cinematic trailer revealing this new Wonder Woman. So, yeah, even though it would have made more sense to announce this last year because this is her 80th anniversary in 2021, they're really making 2022 her big year because not only do you have more Wonder Woman stories than ever, you're also going to get Trial of the Amazons event that is said by people that said by the writers of Wonder Woman to officially make them a scare on par with Gotham and Metropolis. This as a legendary setting, even though I kind of always thought it was already. And then we got one last story. So we got this big trailer that showed these drummings, these these lands and planets, and I was like, wait, what is this? And then I saw the name of Lucasfilm Games, and I was like, whoop! Star Wars! And when I was looking at the aesthetics and the appearance of the characters, I was like, High Republic, we're in the High Republic. And it was officially confirmed, it's going to be the first video game set in the High Republic era. It promises a multi-character branching narrative game and is an early in development. So it's going to be a while. So, But the cinematic trailer, it's really high up there with the Star Wars The Old Republic trailers. Man, those were classics. But then, then the big black eye to that trailer happened. It's being developed by Quantic Dream. Oh, fuck. Oh, goddamn. This is the developer that is infamous. That had their head studio guy reportedly say... That in his games, all women are the W word, and that he does not make games for the F word. So he's sexistly homophobic. Oh, oh god. And, and you're gonna put him in, and you want this developer in charge of the High Republic, which is which many people have been complimenting its progressive agendas, which many have been talking about how it's become more and more progressive in its, in its era, and how it's focusing on all this stuff here okay that's a stupid idea like you couldn't get anyone else uh, like i know i know other people i know you like it's already bad enough you got ubisoft making a star wars open world game because it's ubisoft if i came out about them last year then you gotta remember 
Oh wait, we can't ask the people who are making Knights of the Old Republic Remake because they're busy making Knights of the Old Republic Remake. Uh, you can't add Spyware because they're working on, well, Mass Effect and Dragon Age. You can't ask the other buyer, the other team because, well, they're working on the Star Wars The Old Republic MMO still to this day. Um, you can't ask Activision because they're currently under fire currently, along with the head of the developer being a complete scumbag of the company. So, that's not helping. So... Yeah, I, I get the feeling they fought. Okay, what's the one developer that has a tr that we that has a that doesn't have a track record right now going for them? Um, I think almost everyone is kind of a skimbag at this point. Okay, uh, okay, which one is currently quieted at the moment? Oh, uh, that's actually quite easy. Quantic Dream. We haven't heard from them since for the last couple of years, so uh, I see we're good on them. Okay, let's just hope no one suspects this. Got it. Sadly, people pointed this out, and we're off the races on that front. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to cry. This is just sad how the gaming industry has gotten so destructive in and of itself. Because now we don't know who we want to play buy their games from. Like... Microsoft is improving a lot, but they're still greedy people, or else the grinding experience of Halo would be so annoying to people. EA is EA, Activision's in trouble, and Vanguard has failed completely for people. Battlefield's been destroyed by itself. DICE won't be allowed to do Battlefront 3 because Battlefront 3 is like Half-Life 3 or Episode 3. They can't count to 3. Or they won't be able to count to three. It's just... Oh, God. So, despite the fact that Star Wars Eclipse, for me, won Best Reveal Trailer, I also am a little bit excited that Wonder Woman's finally getting a game after... I don't think she's even had a video game before. I could be wrong. And no, I don't mean, like, she's a character in a DC game. We're talking about a game focusing exclusively on her. Now we just need to get Superman again, and we'll be good, and wash the taste of Superman 64 out of our mouths. Come on. Uh, but, yeah, that's about it on everything that happened at the Game Awards. Uh, uh-huh. It's gonna be interesting next year, in the next two or two years even of the gaming industry but that's all the time we have for tonight but just tune in next time as we will tackle inferno number three of marvel comics by jonathan hickman stay tuned for more here's the last ad in our outro video and i will see you all again next time be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on youtube channels such as neo reality entertainment NRE The Wrestleverse and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.